Welcome to iHeart Learning and Teaching, where the world of education meets the true love of learning. Join us as we take a spiritual journey into teaching and learning. I'm grateful for you, and I'm grateful for me. I'm grateful for all of the things the Lord gave me eyes to see. Hi, everyone. Amy and Elizabeth here. We welcome you, and we're so grateful to have you here. Today, we're looking at a topic that many of us have been immersed in over the last few days. And for some of us, this is new and untrodden territory. As we take a bird's eye view of the world, many of us are quarantined in our homes as a result of the coronavirus. The streets are deserted, restaurants have closed, and in our case, schools have shut down for a series of weeks. In our world's current state, many of us find ourselves homeschooling our own children right at our kitchen tables. And for many of us, this is scary. We're so excited to welcome our special guest, Maggie Black, who comes to us with a wealth of knowledge and a background in homeschooling. Maggie currently homeschools all three of her children, and she's here to talk about all the ins and outs of homeschooling and to give us some tips on successful practices for daily learning. Hi, Maggie. We're so excited that you're joining us today. Hi, it's great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. We are all in need of some tips. There are special challenges that I think we're all experiencing right now, and we really aren't sure what to do. And every week on our podcast, as we think about situations where we look for guidance, we always look to the ultimate teacher, Jesus. We look to that example to see what we can learn from Jesus. And this week we were thinking, what in Jesus's experiences can teach us and guide us through this moment? And that led us to a story that is in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all of those important books in the New Testament. And it's the story of the loaves and the fish, where they didn't think they had what they needed. Everyone was hungry. There were huge crowds. They only had five loaves of bread and two fish. And as we know, Jesus was able to multiply that and feed thousands. And then he asked the disciples to distribute all of that. And I guess now we're thinking that we are here acting as disciples, where we have lots of ideas being shared with us, and we are now here to spread those ideas to our own children. Jesus gave to the disciples, they gave to the multitude, and I know Jesus is providing us and God is providing us right now with the things we need to homeschool. While we know and trust in that, we're also excited to get some practical tips. With thinking of the loaves and the fish, when Jesus multiplied, there was so much food. There was an abundance. And I think that's one thing we're all grappling with right now in terms of resources for our children. We have an abundance of wonderful resources. So many people are sharing great things, and we just don't know where to start. Maggie? How do we wrangle all this in to create a cohesive learning plan for our own children? I think that that's a wonderful question because I, I feel like I experience that every day. You, you see so many ways that you can approach a subject or a topic with your children. And it kind of depends on the child and you're learning at the same time what works best for them. 
sometimes I think it's not trying to cram as much in or as many different ways in as it is just spending time with them and listening to them. And that they sense that immediately that you're making that connection. And it seems like whatever, whichever method you choose or prefer, some people like to do something that's very structured because it's planned out and easy for them to follow. And then some people kind of like to take it wherever it might lead. I, I tend to do that a little bit more. Whatever the children are talking about, we'll jump into different topics and whatever holds their interest is, is something that I think they're going to learn a little bit better. So I guess practically listen to them and, and watch them and see what they're interested in and try to approach them in a way that you're talking to them on their level and what they like. And by their level, I don't mean like as a child, but something that is of interest to them instead of just droning on maybe about math, use it in a way that you can talk about Nerf gun battles or water balloon fights, something that's going to uh, appeal to them and they think of it as a story. That's usually the best approach for us. Maggie, those were such wonderful ideas and valuable tips. And when you were talking about these, I couldn't help but smile because you were talking about Nerf gun wars and battling. And these are all such things that bring our children and our students joy. And so I feel like for some of us, the last five days have been very stressful. They've been a stressful change for us as parents, as teachers, as students, just all the way around. And so I'm wondering what advice do you have for the change of homeschooling? And what was the biggest change in your daily life when you started homeschooling? I have to say my biggest advice is to the mothers to not put so much pressure on yourself that it has to be a certain way. Because you're going to feel at certain times like maybe you're dropping the ball or are your kids doing what they would be doing if they were at school. And the beauty of homeschooling is that you don't have to do exactly what's at school where it's catered for a multitude of children. You're catering to your specific children and you know them better than anyone else. And you're going to be able to give them the love and the compassion more than anyone else can. Uh, that's what that's what they thrive on. And so I would say don't pressure yourself. And one of the biggest changes that I recognized when I started doing this, and it was actually really freeing, is that we didn't have to get up and hustle and bustle because my children did go, or one of my children did go to regular school at one point. Um, we didn't have to get up and hustle and bustle and be getting ready and eat your breakfast and hurry up, get your shoes, wear your shoes, come on, let's get out the door. And it automatically puts you in a stressful kind of panic mode, just getting there. And so your child is already waking up a little bit on edge, not to say they have anxiety, but they're being pushed out the door and pushed to eat their breakfast. And we didn't always have enough time to just sit there and maybe um, enjoy the morning together, say a prayer at breakfast and spend time talking about the day and talking about uh, what what goals we had for the day or what hopes we had for the day because it was more um, on someone else's clock. And when you're homeschooled, you don't have to do that. And it seems like the children wake up feeling in myself a lot less driven to get somewhere on time. And it, it really does make you start the day with a better attitude and a little bit more freedom. For me, that was a big help. It seemed like when you went, went ahead and 
recognized you didn't have to do everything with such precision as far as when you're when you're at something or when you have to be at something you're not yelling at the kids or losing your temper or feeling uh in any way shaken up that way you can come into the morning peaceful and with a good attitude and very enthusiastic That answer is so exciting to me Maggie because it brings us right back to the story of the loaves and the fishes. When we look at the version written in Mark, it begins by saying and Jesus when he came out he saw much people and he was moved with compassion toward them. And when we wake up, we are thronged with much activity and so much to do. And you talked about having compassion towards the children and expressing love and I think that is a critical component that we always are starting from a place of love. And the love that we share with our children right at the beginning of every day can be communicated through a calm way right now. We have no outside pressures or timelines. It shifts your focus and you're not thinking about those outside pressures as much as you are thinking about what can I give my child to have the best start today. And I think they they read how you feel and then that's reflected in them as well. I I find that that's a wonderful blessing to be able to start the day that way. And maybe it's the love that multiplies when we can start our day expressing love for the children and for our families, then that grows into a love of learning because you talked about following what the children are interested in and letting them learn in areas where they have their own interest and that's all about honoring and building a love of learning and those are lessons that will last our children throughout their whole lives right now we have such a great opportunity here not just to teach them facts or to follow schedules but from what you're saying it sounds like we have opportunity to really build that love of learning Yes, I think it's I think that's key. And for me, I found that thriving in just being able to teach them. And we have so many resources now when they ask a question, when they say, "Oh, who was that?" If you don't know, you can look it up. And it usually you can say it takes you down like different roads or tangents where you start talking about Roman aqueducts or something when you were supposed to be talking about math, but all of it is to benefit the child and helps them to learn. And it's kind of a more natural way of learning because it it's your curiosity being peaked and then you can follow those rabbit holes as long as you want to or not if you don't want to if you want to stay on track you can you can do that too kids are very adaptable so i think that there's kind of a a way for everyone to do it whatever your style might be and and you won't know that at first maybe but that's okay too cuz you'll you'll figure out what works best for you and your family maggie i can't help but noticing that every time you speak You have such joy in your voice and you you're constantly speaking in such a peaceful calming tone. And I'm thinking about the loaves and the fishes when there was no food for the 5000 people to eat and Jesus was so peaceful about it because he already knew that God had supplied that need. And I know that God is already supplying the needs of all of our students, all of the teachers needs, everything that everyone needs to be successful teachers whether you're at home or in the classroom. And so I'm wondering what advice do you have for parents as they take on this mandated homeschooling role? What is your What are your big words of advice for all of our parents? I have to say you have to put your trust in God and know that he has gifted you with these children or your child 
and he knew you were the best fit to have this child and you can learn about them as they're learning whatever you're teaching them and what a wonderful complimentary relationship you can have. So I, I just think, look at the very best side of this. Don't, don't let the media or outside influences overwhelm you and think about competing with others in any way about, um, how you're doing or trying to put yourself on a scale, but rather just enjoy your time with your children. Enjoy them. You're going to be with them more probably right now with all whatever activities they might be involved in canceled and things um, have kind of thrown your life. You could say helter skelter, but really it's just taking it and making it more simple where you, sh where you should be able to spend time with your children, get to know them and get to establish a connection with them that doesn't require a PhD or a master's degree or anything else. Just really establish a connection with them. And they're going to benefit from that more than anything else that you could possibly give them or any, any kind of curriculum or material or subject matter that you can approach. And then when, when you establish that and have a, I, I'd look at it as a, an opportunity to really be able to get to know your children well, spend time with them, and let them feel your love for them. I think that's beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. It's a perfect answer. What a great idea for us to consider that this is an opportunity for our children to learn not just academics from us, but as you were speaking, it made me realize that my children are learning from my actions and my responses right now. And how I behave in a crisis is what they are learning firsthand. So thank you for that reminder. No problem. <laughs> Maggie, we are so grateful that you joined us today. We are so grateful for all your expertise in the area of homeschooling and your beautiful ideas. We're so thankful for your time. And we know that this will brighten and bring joy to so many different parents and teachers and students. So thank you so much for sharing your ideas with us today. Thank you, ladies. We really appreciate what you do. And we like hearing the devotional every morning. The children really enjoy it. So I appreciate all you're doing for everyone else who's using your resources and using your abilities to be able to teach their children and, and have a good outlook starting each day. Inspired by Maggie's sense of calm and her embrace of the love of learning. And at this time, I've also been thinking this week of the wise words of John Dewey, who we know as an American educational reformer and philosopher. He says, education is a social process. Education is growth. Education is not a preparation for life. Education is life itself. This is our life right now, and we all are definitely growing through this process. This is an education for all of us. So thank you for embarking on this educational journey with us. Thanks for joining us as we welcome, choose, and radiate joy each day in our classrooms. I Heart Learning and Teaching would love to give a special thank you to Alex Cook from alexcookmusic.com for making the world a more joyful place to learn and grow by sharing his beautiful music. The song featured in this podcast is called A Heart That Cannot Be Broken. I'm grateful for learning And I'm grateful to pray Glad that I don't always get my way I'm grateful to ask 
And I'm glad I can borrow And sometimes I'm just glad to try again tomorrow And a heart that's full of thanks cannot be broken This heart of mine keeps wishing grateful for you and I'm grateful for me